Hello, everyone. <laughs> God, you, <laughs> this is a marked difference from the usual. Hello, it's Jeremy. Oh, fucking can't be asked. Welcome to the All the Anime Anime Limited podcast. I am Jeremy Graves, and this is the post MCM London Comic Con edition of the program, being recorded on Wednesday, the thirtieth of May. As I mentioned, I'm Jeremy Graves, and I'm joined in the office studio by. I'm melting. Send help. <laughs> That is Andy Hanley. The shell of a human being. El Presidente Andrew Partridge. Only the dead can no rest from this pain. <laughs> and Keith Coppin. <laughs> this is who you've got today, folks. We are going to be talking about MCM London Comic Con, how we've all somehow survived it, because boy, do we not feel like we have today. And we'll be talking about the announcements that we made, some fun things and maybe not some fun things from Comic-Con that happened. Who knows, because we, we haven't planned anything. Let's call a spade a spade. And we'll bring you up to date on a couple of other news bits and bobs as well. But first of all, everyone, how was MCM for you guys, respectively? Yeah, I mean, it was successful, certainly. We had some, some good panels with, uh, with your good self, Mr. Graves, which uh, seemed to, uh, to bring a decent crowd. Um, our guest of honour, Joe Gatto, seemed to have a good time. Um, we, we, some... we hope so, anyway, unless he was just putting on a really good face. Yeah, cast, yeah, he but... was very, very good at faking it otherwise. Um, uh, yeah. he, he tweeted out about you all, so, you know, yeah. well done. Yay! <laughs> yeah, and we, we announced some things that people also seem to like, so generally pretty good, I guess. How about you, Keith? How was the weekend for you overall? Exhausting, but productive. <laughs> How were the van rides to and from, respectively? Oh, worryingly smooth, actually. Normally, we, there's some kind of traffic trouble on the way down or on the way back, but nothing really this time. It was... Certainly on the way down, it's certainly the smoothest uh, journey and setup that we've had for the London event, and when we were packing up at the end, uh, I think once we pulled the van up, we got everything from... St from uh, got everything in the van and sorted just inside 45 minutes which is a new record so it, it was an from interesting a logistical theme. point of view mm. I'm quite happy with how all that went it was an interesting theme throughout the entire weekend for all of us and even really kind of, kind of the build up week because we all just kind of went okay this has gone well what's what's going to be the pin that drops and we sort of kept being like that all weekend yeah so I presume as the whole weekend was actually pretty solid overall it just means October everything is going to be a hellscape <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you Andrew uh, Partridge El Presidente for those listening in case I don't signify it properly how, how was the weekend for you overall it was a weekend <laughs> you were about to say week weren't you but well, it is a week it was basically yeah, a week yeah. I mean it's done Mm. From from <laughs> packing the van to unpacking it, it is literally a week that MCM takes out of our lives. Just leave me and my son alone. I just want to go home. <laughs> and that's everyone was the moment that Andrew Partridge broke live on tape. Wait, what do you mean broke? I've been broken for a long time now. Well, more broken than normal then. Don't think that's possible. Then we go back right. No, no, there's, there's no situation so bad it can't get worse. <laughs> it should just make a random note to everybody. If you can hear random background sounds and stuff, it's because it's blooming hot in Glasgow today when we're recording this, so we've got lots of windows open so that we don't perish. Yeah, I, mo I moved up here to avoid this kind of nonsense. I'm going to have to go even further. I, Do you I might end up in Wick. No, that's a dangerous place. <laughs> One of the, I think, the thing that was really telling about MCM from a weather perspective is when it, the air conditioning was actually working in XL. So it was actually moderately okay 
inside XL, but as soon as you stepped outside, it was like the Sahara. Uh, well, we, we got kind of lucky on the stand because we seem to be right underneath a major aircon uh, port, so... Some might say the aircon port. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so yeah, anytime we left the stand and joined the main thrunge, it was like, oh, this is uncomfortable, then went outside and it's like, oh God, ball soup. So let's get to what we announced over the course of the weekend, everybody. And Andy, things actually kicked off the night before on Thursday, didn't they? Because we had a little announcement to share with people. Yes, we do. We'd like to start as we mean to go on. So yeah, we announced uh, our uh, plans to release Kiznova on home video, um, which uh, includes a shop exclusive in the form of a rather splendid 116-page book, which uh, contains uh, all sorts of uh, background art, character art, illustrations, etc., etc. It's basically a proper art book that we'll be bundling with our release if you want to uh, buy it from our shop which is pretty cool because it's a, uh, a show with a lot of nice character designs and a lot, lot of nice artwork to it Indeed, if you want to see how that is going to look head over to blog.alltheanime.com and chances are later this week by the time you're hearing this, you will be able to get more details on that at our shop alltheanime.com as well but then we move on to Friday proper. Andy and I had the first of two All The Anime Presents panels where we had some stuff to say, which the first thing we announced, I was very excited to, to announce, because it was the first season of Amanchu that will be coming to Blu-ray. Very excited about this. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good fun show. Um, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be, uh, gonna be a lot of fun, uh, fun working on that one, I think. So we're uh, looking forward to uh, seeing that come to fruition. And, uh, and we, we accompanied it by, uh, by a clip at our panel, which, which got at least one laugh out of people. So that seems to bode well. Cause... Yeah, it, it was interesting looking at the reaction of people for Amanchu because there were clearly some people who really knew it. And there were a fair few people that were like, what is this? And then we show a clip that essentially introduces the two main characters and how eccentric one of them is. And it did get a few laughs, like you said. So uh, that just bodes well. Of course, the one thing we didn't count on though is because the show is subtitle only, and the way they had it laid out was you have the stage and at the back of the stage was a big screen. We oh, didn't take so it. did it cut off the subtitle. Yeah, it suddenly dawned on me as we were about to hit play. Oh, by the way, this is subtitle, so people at the back, you might need to stand up for a sec. <laughs> but uh, that's the actual setup of the of the, the center stage where we were at was actually pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, all of the stages have really had an overhaul this time around. You know, they've always been very much function over over anything else but they've they made them all look really nice i mean the uh, the, the main stage was a, a crazy kind of uh, cornucopia of, of lighting and and all sorts it was like a concert yeah <laughs> like i was really really impressed by that but uh, yeah even the the sense stage that we were on you know it's got a sofa and everything now it's you know all, all mod cons i will say it was quite, uh, jumping forward to the the anime guest of honor panels it was quite an experience doing uh, doing a panel with a guest of honor on a sofa it's just something I didn't really expect to happen. Well, it was very, it more intimate, Jeremy? It's very, very chat show. It was almost like a chat show, but because I've never done it before, I felt very unnatural. I'm wearing a sort of a faux suit, which is now way too big for me. I just thought, like, how do I sit down in this? Sorry, a wearing faux a fur suit. A fur suit. Faux suit. Fur suit. Now, I'm pretty sure that was a Did you go on dressed as a giant red panda? That our, was our next announcement on the Friday uh, <laughs> was Gundam related. So, Keith, you can probably talk a little bit about this because we announced that we will be bringing Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt December Sky the standalone film which comprises the first four OVAs of the Gundam Thunderbolt series into a movie, and that down the line as well this year, we will also be releasing all of Mobile Suit Gundam Double O. Yes. Keith's excitement <laughs> knows no bounds. No, I, I, I am excited because I, I know people have been 
quite hungry for more Gundam news, as uh, some quarters were thinking that uh, Origin was the only thing that we had slated for this year. But uh, as per prior conversations, we like to keep due to problems we've had uh, getting Gundam products out in the past. We tend to play it far closer to our chest these days until things are a bit more certain. I mean, yeah, we've got Thunderbolt and Double O coming. Still can't really say more than that at the moment because we're just pouring through the materials we've received to see what we can do. But uh, hopefully we'll have something that everybody will like and enjoy. Either way, Thunderbolt's going to be really, really good because the soundtrack itself is is something really special. Got a really big jazz for. I know you're a massive fan of it, Andy, but the soundtrack itself is going to be phenomenal, and being able to watch that at home on your own TV will be glorious. Yeah, yes. Just to jump in and clarify there, that is not a confirmation that we're putting a soundtrack on Sorry. There. Yeah, I mean, actually, the soundtrack in general to the show, if you've not watched it before, it's a it's a very unique Gundam viewing experience, is what I was trying to put across. Okay, just want to nip that one in the bud. <laughs> yeah, totally that agree. It's not a thing that will be happening. Twill not potentially ever happen. Mm. Uh, Andy. But yeah, yeah, Gundam Thunderbolt is, is fantastic. I mean, it's actually kind of one of the... Amongst the first Gundam things that I ended up uh, watching. And I think as long as you've got a bit of knowledge via cultural osmosis or whatever about Gundam, it actually works really well just as a war film. Like, it's actually a really good kind of war story above all else. Only it has big robots in it. Um, so yeah, like, I feel like it actually... It actually works pretty well as a standalone too, for for the most part. And uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. It's probably my favourite Gundam thing. And as we mentioned, Gundam Double O coming as well. To clarify for those of you wondering, that is the the entire series. That being two series, the OVA and the movie, they will all be coming out. But as Keith mentioned, no further details to announce at this time because we are looking through what is available and at our disposal for the purposes of making it available to add to your lovely shelves at home. Yes. So the next thing we announced, Andy, was um, actually not an anime. I don't mean a, a Gundam Double Z to reference either, everybody, even though that is somewhat kind of a, t a, a tenuous link. Yeah, that, I know. There was that, a real segue that, that's for you. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty esoteric right there. I know. I did wait for someone during the panel to suddenly say that when I said the exact same thing, but luckily no one did. But uh, it's a documentary we announced, wasn't it? Yes, it is indeed. It is a documentary called Neverending Man, and it is a documentary about a certain Hayao Miyazaki. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One or two of you may have heard of. Um, and it yeah, basically covers the time of his, his latest retirement and then his latest unretirement as he decided he wanted to work on another project. Um, and uh, It's basically it, just two hours of him smoking and saying anime was a mistake, isn't it? It's, it's, I mean, there is a great clip in... Uh, at the start of the, the trailer we showed to uh, to uh, start this this reveal at, at our panel where he's basically like admonishing an animator and it's basically like what what are you even doing like is, is your entire life as terrible as this animation you've given me? and it's like I have heard he is a hard man to work yeah, for yeah yeah you can you can imagine but uh, but yeah so I'm actually really interested to, to see that it's a documentary that was uh, produced by NHK so you know that kind of says a bit about his quality right off the bat I suspect but uh, yes yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing and uh, something a little bit different for us indeed that got a very good reaction as well at the panel and like we said it's just a, a wonderful honour to be able to be associated in any way shape or form with Hayao Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli like the fact we can now actually say that as part of the, all the anime catalogue is a really cool thing yeah 
And then the final title that we announced on Friday was um, <laughs> was a fun one for us to announce, to say the least, and was quite the curveball for people in attendance, especially if you were there back in October at the same panel. That being Sound Euphonium Season 1. What are you talking about? We've never announced that before. Perfectly <laughs> <laughs> brand new. Um, yeah, so yeah, as, as people who were at our panel and, and following that in October will know that we announced that we'd no longer be releasing Sound Euphonium Season 1, but... Uh, that has been rectified. We are now releasing Sound Euphonium Season 1. And uh, we did show off what our Collector's Edition will look like at the panel. It is now also up on our on our site if you can find the Newswire post for that day's announcements. So, uh, yeah, as, as resident Sound Euphonium fan, I'm very excited that we, uh, we're getting to work on it again. I'm actually looking forward to finally being able to see the show because it's just one of those ones that I wanted to keep watching and from a good few years ago we were always talking it's like oh you were going Jeremy you need to watch it you'll love this show it's like ah oh, I will get around to it and it's just one of those ones that has been on my ever growing watch list but then other things have always come along and just sort of kept bumping it down but now that we're going to be releasing it I'm really really excited to be watching it and then we moved on to well technically Saturday because we actually talked about our, our Lou Over the Wall release during the panel and then we put up a blog post about that on Saturday, so make sure you head over to blog.alltheanime.com to check that out. Then Sunday brought us the second All The Anime Presents panel of the weekend, where you could say we were a little bit more tired than we were on the Friday, but we got through it, didn't we, Andy? Yes, we did indeed. We had, it had something of a theme going for our Sunday panel as well, so uh, it, all, it all tied up quite nicely. Indeed. The first thing that we announced was that we will be bringing the series Angelic Layer to Blu-ray following its DVD release many, many yonks ago, and it would have been individual volumes as well, wouldn't it, Keith? Yeah, it would, because we actually have the old ones sitting on our shelves at home, because my mm. wife is a great fan of that show. As am I, actually, having watched through it all, so don't give me that look, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we'll be bringing Angelic Layer to a limited collector's edition Blu-ray set, and for those of you who are at the panel but have not checked our blog yet, following on from the question that came up about on-disc extras, I have added the list to our Newswire post wrapping up the Sunday news as well. Next up, Card Captor Sakuram, the movie The Sealed Card. There, there were some very excited people about this, Andy. Yes, yes, indeed. We jumped straight from one clamp title into another, and I mean, I feel like... Out of everything that I hear people asking me about incessantly since I started working here, Card Cap Sakura is pretty high up the list. So I mean, just, just from Cat. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> but apart from Cat, at least two other people have asked me. Um, Cat for putting on different voices. Different oh, that'll be what that is, right? <laughs> Calling um, you up like on the on your desktop, pretending to be external people. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been much requested, oft asked about, so it was good to be able to uh, lift the lid on something Card Cap Sakura related. Indeed. Then we changed direction towards music. We talked a little bit about the status of soundtracks and how we are still working on it, but we're not done revealing what people can expect after a Silent Voice and Trigun soundtracks hit vinyl, because we're also going to be releasing a favourite show of Keith's favourite soundtrack. I think it's fair to say. It's yeah. a show you love to bits. I'll, I'll let you elaborate a little bit, Keith. Well, about Furry Curry. Cool, I'm glad you gave it the ovation it deserved. Nice one. Oh, expecting any kind of enthusiasm from me when I'm this tired is yeah. uh, highly optimistic. It's but too yeah. optimistic. No, FLCL, Fury Curry, whichever, whichever you prefer to call it as, yeah, massive favourite show of mine, and it has an absolutely stonking soundtrack by The Pillows, so... 
it'll be nice to have that in vinyl form for all you vinyl collectors out there. So, especially as it's probably that show's going to be back in the limelight now. What with the uh, sequels due soon, mm. I'm waiting with bated breath for those. So yeah, exciting stuff. Then we talked about, well, the way we described it at the panel was we acknowledged that we're working on something. Mm. That being relating to a, a little show people may have heard of called Cowboy Bebop. You know, we, we thought we'd make it known, but we, we did... Cowboy what? Uh, right, exactly. Never heard of it. <laughs> we did confirm that we would be bringing out our own incarnation of a 20th anniversary box set to the UK in the near future. Yes, indeed. So yeah, we talked about a few little details around that beyond the fact that we're simply going to be doing it. Um, I guess the the main the main focal point in terms of what we talked about was uh, was the musical side of things. I mean, much, much like uh, Fully Curly, um, Cowboy Bebop has nothing if not a, a seminal soundtrack, and uh, we will be bringing uh, all of those soundtracks, all of the main soundtracks for the series, into that twentieth anniversary edition as uh, on CD. So. Uh, that I'm very excited about because who doesn't like the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack? I know, Monster. right? <laughs> yeah, and it, it's something that I mean, Andrew, you've gone on record of saying it before, but if we could ever I've said do nothing on the record before, you clearly are mistaken. You, you, you have you have hinted many times that no. if, that if we could ever do some kind of big box set for Bebop, that if if the opportunity came for the soundtrack, it would either be all of it or probably none of it because that's how much we would want to include it and. Somehow, Andrew, you worked your Smoky Mountain magic and you managed to get all of the soundtracks in there. What exactly is Smoky Mountain yeah. magic? It just sounds cool. Stop ruining the moment, Keith. I'm too distracted now. I found I'm, a, I'm uh, too curious about this euphemism. <laughs> I've found the latest Jim will paint it, which is, could you draw the clangers as members of a Wu-Tang clan? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so here's everybody, a 20th anniversary box set Cowboy Bebop moving swiftly on. <laughs> Look at it. All of them are and, uh, the members of the Wu-Tang Clan. This is the show notes now. Aren't <laughs> um, and then finally, we announced what our next Ultimate Edition release will be. It is a classic film, and to say it got a really good action, Andy, is an understatement. It, this went down a storm mentioning this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, as I mentioned on the panel, like it isn't just one of my favourite anime films, it's one of my favourite films outright. Um, and it is uh, that we will be returning to Perfect Blue for an Ultimate Edition, which uh, will be, be based around an absolutely massive storyboard book, which will be fully translated into English, so you can effectively follow the entire creative process uh, of Satoshi Kon as he created that film uh, which is pretty cool as a, as a rather massive understatement Indeed it is a brand new transfer of the film as well we did show off a little video at MCM and we know that, that the screen wasn't, what's the way to phrase this it Very didn't good. show off the full capability of how good the remaster is but you know what, it was a great indication for those that are there and people could tell there will be footage of the new of the new remaster appearing online in the near future. So make sure you guys keep an eye out for that. And expect more news about Perfect Blue coming very soon because no doubt there'll be more things to say as we get closer and closer to the release date, which you do not know yet, but we do. Or do we? <laughs> you never can tell on, on, the, on the oceans of production. Uh, so, Stories from MCM, guys. Anything unique, random occur, spot anyone interesting? Any random occurrences with celebrities or anything interesting happen on the shop stand? I appreciate there was a lot that probably happened. 
I mean, obviously we had some products in early and that got a fair few people excited and running over yeah, to went, the Audi stand. That went down well. Uh, I think to be honest, uh, the most interesting thing I had at the weekend was uh, getting, because on the stand opposite us was Amazon's uh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan Prime Original. Yeah, Jack Ryan experience thing that they had going and that was an absolutely fantastic like double height setup thing where it's it's set out like the like the entranceway to CIA headquarters the the gimmick is you go through your train to be an agent you get taken on a firing range which is a computer game thing where you get a score for that then you have to do an observational challenge at the top on the top floor and then depending on your scores you get this ID card which uh, confirms whether you're like a full agent, analyst, or um, some other rank within the CIA. Intern? Or possibly intern, yeah. No, actually, because <laughs> me and Chris went through and we both got agent status, and at the end of it we got we got an extra challenge where we got sent on this clue hunt around the rest of the XL, which then finished with a... It's like you're sent on a mission where you uh, have to go and... where you have to go and find yeah, a uh, computer drive which is supposedly has some important information on there. So you, you go on this clue hunt around the whole Excel where you're giving code words to uh, some really into it uh, staff members who are like dressed up as ordinary convention members or nondescript people in suits who then give you the next clue and you've got to go around, eventually culminating in this five-minute locked room puzzle where you have to uh, open up and uh, recover this computer drive. I mean, a lot of... A lot of effort had obviously gone into this thing, and obviously it worked because we're now talking about uh, Amazon's Jack Ryan show. But uh, one of the other interesting bits about the stand they had as well, they had a uh, interrogation room set up, where randomly, if they had groups of, if they had like groups of friends going through, uh, waiting to go through the training experience, they would be pulled aside. One of them would be taken into this interrogation room, which had been done out appropriately, steel table one-way mirror that the rest of their friends are behind feeding questions through to a couple of ex-military guys that they had in and where they hook up the participant to the lie detector. So yeah, a, a, lot of, uh, a, a lot of thought and effort had gone into that and it was a fun experience. Mm. Was, the, uh, was the scavenger hunt, was that what you were doing on Sunday morning? Because there was a point where me and Jeremy bumped into you and you were looking for security people and we didn't know... Whether yeah, something those, terrible had transpired. Yeah, no, because those two, those two guys that are hanging around the cinema track were actually part of the thing, and we got our right. next clue off them, because you have to give the code word, and then they hand you the envelope. Yes, we, we were really confused, because they were the security for the cinema. What, they were actually... They legitimately security. were the security. Like, they were making sure no one was filming shit inside. Oh, right, God. So God. when we suddenly saw you talking to them, we're thinking, what the heck has happened? Yeah, because, of course, they belong to the same company that were yeah. also running the Jack Ryan stand, so that all makes sense. But, yeah, we saw you running around looking for security people and thought something terrible had happened. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it was all part of this now, now it truly, all makes truly well-put-together experience. Yeah, so, yeah, good job. What about you, Andrew? I have no stories. I merely operated like a good functional robot over the weekend, selling take products. Take money, give anime, take I feel money. like Gretzko and when she's being a uh, good working robot. <laughs> <laughs> this is excellent, please enjoy your anime. Except you, you have no one to yell you're a shitty boss at. Except no, I myself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. I can still do karaoke by myself. 
What, what random stuff did we encounter, Andy? Because we were pretty much locked at the hip all weekend, having to run around from one end of XL to the other for various things. What random stuff occurred for us? Yeah, I don't feel like there was anything particularly... There was nothing unexpected, but that maybe just says I've been mm. going to Comic-Con so long that I just expect everything at this point. Mm. There was the fun moment where just before we were about to go on stage for the Anime Guest of Honor panel on the main stage area for, for the first time, where it suddenly dawned on me, we should probably inform Mr. Gatto that it's quite a big area, like, that this room, and that you can get, like, 1,100 people in there or so. And then when he sort of looked out and got on stage, there was a, there was a visible moment of, whoa, okay, <laughs> this is big. Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I think it's a combination of that and the fact that it was, like, flashy lights and, you know, everything, sh- everything short of pyrotechnics were being kind of thrown around at, at that moment in time. And there was definitely, I think, because I was taking a few quick photos just in case we needed them, and I, I do have some great kind of shocked reaction faces of like what the heck have I just walked on to <laughs> but, but Shoji Gato was a fantastic guest got to meet so many fans had a great time meeting them gave some great interviews as well for the press which will no doubt be appearing in the coming weeks and months and, and just overall had a fantastic time enjoyed experiencing London for the first time we heard tales of, a, of him sort of going around a few places in London for some research purposes and how he may have actually known more than was actually on display at said museums and we're sort of explaining to them, so that was pretty interesting. And uh, yeah, overall, sounds like they had a fantastic time. Mm, yeah, indeed. Good stuff. So, from MCM, guys, we're going to move on to some post-MCM-related questions to wrap up. Because to be quite frank, guys, we're all, we're all knackered and doomed. So we wanted to get something out for you today, but we haven't got very much in it. Oh, shut up, King. So the first question that we have got My on Twitter... said I shouldn't get something out. That's how tired I am. The first question from Twitter, and thank you very much to those of you who responded, from Joker Ventura. You emphasise on the blogs that Soundyphonium is just season one. Does this mean that you will never be releasing season two? Yes, obviously that's what I was going for when I, I gave that marketing message over. Or alternatively, it means we just haven't licensed season two yet, and we will do it at some point. Because season one was only the, one, the only season licensed for all rights by... Um, like by the US at the time, so we, we picked up the rights from there. Season 2 is with the original Japanese license or so, it's just a matter of how Season 1 performs. So if you want Season 2, buy Season 1 is my pro tip. If you don't, I will Official pro tip. <laughs> Next show, up. show that it's popular. There you go. Yeah. From Elliot, following on from the question during Friday's panel, Iron Brew or Pepsi Max? Well, for, for, for me, that being Jeremy, obviously, uh, Pepsi Max all the way, no competition. Yeah. Iron Brew Extra, can't beat it. Mm, okay. I'd, I'd take either, but normally Pepsi Max for me. Keith, you have, you have the deciding vote. Is it a decisive win or a tie? Uh, it's going to be a decisive win. I go for Pepsi Max out of those two. I'm not quite that acclimatised yet. I <laughs> know, uh, oh, there is no winning or losing, merely preference. <laughs> That is true. That is true. A question from Kelly. What's the oddest or weirdest thing that we saw during MCM? You guys might have seen more than we did being around the booth area and just seeing lots of people walking around, but any... Nothing I'm allowed to talk about. Oh, really? Wow, okay. (laughs) The amount of blisters on my feet after 10 hours of standing on them. Mm. Any unique cosplays that you guys saw? Any cosplays that really stand out? Actually, yeah, my, my favourite cosplay, there was a absolutely fantastic pair going by, uh, by the stand. Keith, we've discussed this kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> What's appropriate and not in the Okay, okay, okay so uh, not that pair then, no, the, uh, and absolutely... What pair. we're referring to, of course, is, like, his favourite BoJack cosplayers. 
No, there was a there was a great couple of cosplayers going around as it's Zorg and Ruby Rod from uh, the Fifth Element, and they just were perfect. Yeah, they were cool. Absolutely actually. perfect. I say there were some actual Fifth Element cosplayers there as well. Yeah, well, the Zorg had got this fantastic version of the uh, the like gun he sells for the Mercs as well, and that was also perfect. I was just like, oh, it, it's always fun when you see something from one of your favourite films, mm. just spot on. It was just like, yes. Yes, this is the moment for me. From a, from my and Andy's perspective, we walked by because we were sort of walking around so much of XL, and we came across a big group of people around an Overwatch cosplayer, and it was a Genji cosplayer, which we saw a lot of Genjis. Oh, yeah. But this one, did he need healing? No, he didn't. What because he th this one had this one was what I would describe as almost like a deluxe Genji, where it was like he crafted armor on top of the armor, and it was lighting up and everything. It was mental. You well, remember that one, right? Yes, well, yeah. That which costume amazing. was he in then? It was like the more the black one, I think it is. It's like black with like blue lights around oh, it. it unless know. it was like a custom one, I don't know, but it was really well, good. That's the joy of Overwatch. There's just so many goddamn costumes. Mm. It's cosplayer's dream. That's <laughs> that game. From Bethan, did any of the team buy anything at MCM? Uh, worth noting that you guys managed to take two thirds of my money spending uh, on Love Live and other stuff. Smiley face. So what what did we buy? What, what did we get in our expo halls, as it were? Oh, did you get anything, Jeremy? I did. Well, I, I did a very off-brand thing, Keith. I bought comics at Comic Con. That's in fact precisely on brand. Well, it's a, no. <laughs> how often do you hear people buying comics at like an MCM? Well, all like the time a number of comic stands. Time, yeah. uh, I assume there's quite a few people. I, I clearly just always managed to not see the comic stand in. But either way, I popped over to DC and I got Action Comics 1000, a variant of that. And then I got one of the recent Batman issues as well that had a variant cover of that. So those are what I bought. Very happy of those. Oh, and then I also bought a bunch of Mystery Insert coin t-shirts for like a fiver in my size. And it turned out two of them were just exactly the same. And then Andrew, you also went to Insert Coin and bought some as well, didn't you? No, I didn't. Someone else got me them. Okay, so someone else got them. But it turns out Andrew also got the same t-shirts as me. So we think we know what t-shirt may not be popular <laughs> or that they have a lot of overstock of. So I need to get rid of this fast. <laughs> what about you, Keith? Uh, I don't, generally don't buy much at uh, shows anymore, though that said, I uh, did buy a few things this time round. Uh, the bloody Blizzard stand drew me in, and I got the Tracer Nendo, which is... They didn't have the Mercy one, though. Uh, I'm more a Tracer is best gal, and uh, sh she will join Setsuki and Ryuko on my desk shortly. <laughs> exactly how it sounds. Uh, I think the only other things I got uh, was... Uh, yeah, I got a signed uh, comic print from uh, Alex Norris from Webcomic Name. Nice. Yeah, oh, I no. just yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I I just love his I love his stuff. It's it's uh, yeah. If you haven't if you haven't read if you haven't read that webcomic, do it's it's wonderful. And yeah, the other thing I got uh, the Minority Monsters book off. Uh, Tab Kimpton, yeah, Tab Kimpton at Discord Comics, which is also absolutely fantastic, and I recommend highly, especially if you want a hardback version, because they are about to sell out. Oh, has it got hardback now? Well, no, it was hardback originally. That's that's why I'm picking it up. Sorry, yeah, my brain went the wrong way around there. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're selling out, so I might have had to grab one of those before they were gone. Andy, did you pick up anything in the end, or did you have quite a, a, a money-spending-free Comic Con? I spent nothing, so uh, I guess I win or lose. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> he is, he is rich nothing. with experience. There you go. 
Next question from Paul. What made you choose Gundam 00 and Thunderbolt as the next releases for the Gundam collection? Oh, that's simple. In the office, we have a dartboard which lists <laughs> every Gundam show in existence, and then we basically pick someone in the office, to, well, as I, as I do the Gundam products, basically me, I get incredibly, incredibly drunk, put on a blindfold, and then throw a dart, at whoever I hit first gets to choose which <laughs> Gundam we go for. That went in a fantastic direction. <laughs> like my darts. <laughs> Next question from the from the Twitter account known as Death by Terror. Okay. Alright. Is there any chance of the original live action fireworks on home video release by all the anime? Maybe. Cool. And then finally from Normanic Grav, since you guys have released Belladonna of Sadness, third window films are releasing the remaining anime uh, anime rama uh, thank you anime rama it's been a long week uh, anime rama films 1001 nights and cleopatra on blu-ray in june are you guys looking forward to checking them out especially as, as the uk gets it first in hd i'm quite curious to watch them i mean i know belladonna is supposedly the standout of the three but uh, i don't know I'm, I'm certainly curious to check out the other two so i will probably pick that up at some point and see what it's all about see, see where all the money went oh yeah <laughs> yeah how are they andrew I mean, like, they're kind of as you'd expect for one named Cleopatra, Queen of Sex, and um, what was the other one? I forgot the name, uh, 1001 Nights. It's kind of what you'd expect, given. I mean, it's like, they were all designed to be, like, kind of late-night projects, and effectively, like, the first two got all the budget, and then by the final one, Belladonna, one which stood out the most, actually, is because they had spent all the money by that point, and they still to make a final film. So actually a lot of the style in it at the time was actually by... Necessity. Like, by necessity, as opposed to it's an artistic decision. the mother of decision. invention, yes. Yeah. So I mean, like, I like it, but Beldon's probably my favourite. Either way, people should definitely buy them, because, like, Third Window are solid people. Mm, completely agree. So I guess to round up then, guys, uh, though we've not really had much time to do so, anything in particular that we've watched or seen since our last podcast? Um, no. no, cool. No, All right. no, I'm just trying to remember because uh, I've been trying to watch something a bit more recent of late because I, I actually got round to watching all of uh, Devilman Crybaby, which was. Uh, oh, really? What do you think of it? I really enjoyed it, but my god, that is. No, I, actually, I can't actually say that because that's a massive spoiler. But no, I really enjoyed it, and. Because uh, my, my last encounter with the Devilman franchise was. Uh, late night channel 4 with one of the uh, older original movies and it was just quite interesting seeing because where that film finished it was quite seeing where that actually fe features in the bigger overall story because I was watching the those scenes again Devilman Crybaby and I was like I'm sure I've seen this before and I was like <laughs> late night channel 4 days came back to mind but yeah no, I really enjoyed it plus the way the show went at the end it was I really liked it and Did you hear that, um, that I think it was Discotech in America announced they're actually releasing the original Devilman? Oh, that'll be They're doing it like on a big standard edition Blu-ray set. Uh, as in standard definition, rather. That's, that's good. That said, I would really like a copy of Crybaby on my shelf, because mm. that was really good. Mm. Uh, I've watched it at Gretz Go as well. Yeah, I was going to say, very yeah. Good. Like on, 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 on the Netflix, that. yeah, on the yeah. Netflix train, yeah, I watched the uh, Gretz Go a couple of, couple of weeks ago, and that, that is a, a very good, enjoyable show. Yeah, that's good. Uh, especially for a... 
it's got some surprisingly uh, subversive uh, comments on the Japanese culture in there, actually, mm. as well, which was interesting. Yeah, you guys have all been telling me I, I really need to watch it. Yeah, no, Agrasco is very, very yeah. good. It's pretty low impact as well. Like, it's only, what, 10 minutes or so per episode? Yeah, 10, 15 and it's minutes. Like 10, yeah, 10, 15 yeah. minute episodes. So, it's an easy so one to watch yeah, though. you can kind of set a couple of hours aside and basically burn through most of it. Yeah. Um, is it, yeah, Hannibal's best boy. Hyder. <laughs> Hyder, sorry, best boy. Getting confused with my names. Oh, there you go. Uh, I've been watching more Dragon Ball Z Kai because it's really easy watching when you're incredibly knackered. I'm, uh, I'm leading up to the Cell, the cell games at the moment. Oh. I bet like the Hunger Games. Yeah, why? Just well, Cell is pretty hungry. That's yeah, got to be so. It's weird as well, when sort of rewatching the Android saga, I re remembered a decent amount of it, but there were little things that I'd totally forgotten about. And so it's been really cool rewatching that and, and remembering why I love the Android saga so much, even though I already remembered it's my favourite arc in Dragon Ball. You know, I, I, I haven't actually got around watching any of Kai yet, because I know it's basically a condensed version yeah. of the old stuff. So does that mean I'm not going to be treated to an updated version of Piccolo and Goku Learn to Drive? Because that is my favourite filler episode of all time. Uh, I will say it, it, some of the uh, some of the filler leading up to the Cell games is not present. So even like, is it the birthday party for Gohan? I think. At uh, one point, I don't care about Piccolo and Goku. No, no, I'm just saying, like, even that's not in there. That's how much they like condensed it. But, uh, but Andrew, what about you? Caught anything interesting in your travels at all? <laughs> several several things answer. he has to get several things for now. Yeah, several yeah. things I need lotions for now. Uh, <laughs> the look on your face, Jeremy. Just kept watching Full Metal Panic, to be honest, the new season. How's that been? Good. I've still not had a chance to properly watch it yet. I, like, I'm enjoying it anyway. I might be, be one of a few, I don't know. No, no, I've, I've really enjoyed it as well thus far. It's been really good. Not caught up on the, the latest episodes, because uh, Comic Con's just in the way of that. The gym. But, uh, yeah, so oh. I need to, uh, need to catch up on that. But, yeah, like the, the, first, the first arc of that in particular was tremendous. Very good stuff. Cool stuff. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you very much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. All going well. We'll be back next week with the next episode. Make sure you check out our website, alltheanime.com, and then head over to blog.alltheanime.com for all the, the news that we've been talking about. You can see a ton of unboxings there for upcoming releases as well. And then make sure you hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, at alltheanime. Guys, any other business before we properly close out? Not that I can think of. That is important business. I can't follow that. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.